good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Three, in two, in one, Sustain Nutrition. Chewing. The Fat Podcast. Episode 60. Wowzer. Can Smooth. you believe it? And there's people that have listened to all of them. Is there? <laughs> and none of them. That's the worst thing. I feel worse for people who just found us now. Like, I'm just catching up on all the podcasts. <laughs> right, Joe, what are we talking about? We're talking about the effects of sleep. Uh, <laughs> uh, effects. Uh, effects or effects. Whichever one it is, you know, we're not here for our English smarts. No, thank Thank not. God, because I write a lot of emails. It's all I got from my history degree, but it's, that's long gone now. The effects or effects of <laughs> sleep on health and fat loss. I think it's one of those hugely... Well, I don't think, Joe. I fucking know. I have to put it as an explicit one. Um, it's an extremely underestimated factor or contributor to people's kind of health and wellness yeah people don't think about and i think it's the same with a lot of things that it's not the be all end all so if you don't get enough sleep this is not a guarantor that you are not going to lose fat you know it's not going to be the deciding factor it's just that there are so many contributing factors to being able to eat well and to manage your food and to make the right decisions that sleep is one of them and it's one that Often, so often, unbelievably often, people say, I don't sleep very well. And I say, what have you tried? Mm. And people will say, nothing. Shut my eyes. And it's like, you've had this issue for probably years and you've never researched it because people don't realise how much control they have over it. Or the amount of things that they do that negatively affects it. Yes. So, there's a lot you can do. And it will have, if your sleep is crap, it might have a decent sized impact. It might not. It's not going to necessarily be the golden key, but it's certainly worth a go. Yeah, I think it's. it's just, like, just cutting around. I said yeah, well, you know what I mean. The thing is, the aim of the podcast today is that Joe will talk so much that you can listen to it on a night and you'll fall asleep. <laughs> Good one. You're the funny one. Thank you. Giggles. Hope this isn't your first that one. That one. Only fucking compared to you. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the negative effects. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's, uh, like Joe said, it's not the be all and end all. It's not like if you just fix your sleep, you know, you're going to get shredded no. and you're going to smash your goals, but it's definitely a contributing factor and it has a knock on effect, you know, throughout everything else. It's, you know, when people say, oh, I'm not losing weight. I know it's my training is to blame. It's more than likely your food choices. <laughs> you know, even if you're tired, it's going to be a lot to do with your food choices, but there will be a knock on effect with if you improve your sleep, then you should be able to improve. Or oh, the odds of you improving your food choices are going to be higher. So it's all going to help, isn't it? It's yeah. all those little percentages. We're going to talk about the negatives of not getting enough sleep, and then we'll talk about obviously solutions to how you can get some more sleep. Mm. Happy with that? Yeah. Obviously, it's well polished, ecstatic, well polished, uh, extensive notes which total about thirteen words. Yeah, but they're all killers. <laughs> 
14 minus 8. <laughs> <laughs> you got the titles. <laughs> <laughs> so, negative effects of not sleeping, Joe. The Candorize. first one that comes to my mind. You look like shit. Is poor insulin control. So after two nights of poor sleep, people will begin to have the insulin sensitivity of type 2 diabetics. Did you know that? I did, did you, yes. Did I've, got, uh, I've got increased risks of diabetes. Yes. So this basically means that you're going to struggle to control how many calories you consume because your body's not as good at dealing with blood sugar. So it's going to make all of your cravings worse. Vis-a-vis, it's not going to help with fat loss. Yeah, did you say vis-a-vis? I did say vis-a-vis. Strong. Is that a band from the 80s? No. You're thinking of Dread Trap? You probably don't know that, do you? Uh, I've heard a couple of songs. Yeah, I do. We won't name them. We can name them later. Yeah, so everyone knows when you are tired, or you know, you've had a really bad night's sleep, you are going to be craving those kind of energy dense foods, those kind of more carbohydrate rich meals, and you are less. Uh, equipped to deal with them, like Joe said, with your kind of um, worse use of glucose. <laughs> what am I saying? Yeah. Uh, I've got a six-month-old baby. I don't sleep with that. I just sleep yeah. with your poor insulin sensitivity. Reduce insulin sensitivity. Yeah, my sleep at the moment is dog shit. Therefore, I do what I can to help it, which is moan about it. We'll go on. Moan about, about it. About it. No, only when he gets me up at goddamn 3 a.m. and he goes back to sleep and I'm wide awake. Um, so, yeah, so that's going to have a knock on effect to what could be your day's food, where you're going to reach for more simple carbohydrates, more than likely going to be higher calories, you're going to be less uh, likely to move around a lot because you're going to be tired as well. So, again, it's all affecting the amount of kind of calories that you're going to take in or burn. Should I go with the other one I can think of? Go for it. Uh, poor recovery from training. So one of the most underutilized tools we see in fat loss is people training properly. And once someone does train properly, you want to be able to do as much as you possibly can. And people often talk about being overtrained, but more often than not, they're just under-recovered. And this is from- and it's very rare, isn't it, to see someone who's over To see someone who does so much, their body can't recover and their performance is getting worse. Yeah, absolutely. I think more often than not, it's an effort. People get issue. a bit tired. Yeah, people get a bit tired or people don't try hard enough in their sessions. Um, but this is one thing you'll see quite often when people do get the intensity right, is if their sleep is ineffective or suboptimal, then they're not going to be able to recover from their training as much. And you know, this is going to be an issue just in day-to-day life in regards to optimal health as much as fat loss, in that you're just not going to be able to get better at the exercise that you do. And if you're putting the effort in, then it can be really disheartening when that's not happening. So it's a really Relatively easy fix, obviously it's going to depend on your circumstances. It'd be easier for me to fix than you. Because you know, as you might have heard in every podcast for the past six months, James had a baby. Joe's giving up chocolate. <laughs> <Names> are related. <laughs> he could have a baby when I gave him chocolate. Um, so that would be a big benefit to improving your sleep for me would be that you'd be able to train better and you just give yourself so much more wiggle room with fat loss. If you're able to shift a lot of calories in a workout, then you're going to be better suited to, to living a flexible dieting lifestyle. You know, you're going to be able to get away with eating more shit food. Yeah, your training intensity is going to drop when you're tired, obviously. It's a no-brainer. And you're going to be less likely to be as active kind of around the house, around the office during the day because you're tired. Your body's going to want to conserve energy. Again, if you're up for much longer periods than you normally would be, 
don't know if you, I mentioned I was in the three hours. <laughs> no, but um, obviously that's more hours where I'm not highly functioning because I'm not, but I'm going to be using more calories than I would be when I'm asleep. So odds are that I'm going to end up eating more food as well because obviously I'm awake for longer. So mm. I need that more fuel. More, that more fuel. I need more fuel. I actually slept well last night. Um, so yeah, you got we got uh, your poor immune function. So you're gonna be, I'm reading my notes now. Poor immune function. So you're gonna be more likely to keep, pick up the coughs and the colds and the sniffles, especially this time of year. I've got to watch out. I'm old. I could this could be my last winter. Maybe might see me out. Got my heating allowance. Uh, general mental well-being is gonna be affected as well with uh, poor to little sleep um, so again that could have a possible knock-ons to your food choices with the emotionally and wanting to eat all your kids advent calendars because it'll make you feel better although afterwards just pet a dog is there a link between depression and sleep is that something you picked up? I don't know I've just no. got mental well-being it's got dirty paws um, what else we've got heart disease that's a huge one that's kind of what sparked this when I was listening to a podcast and they were saying that when you do like the daylight savings times when the clocks go forward, clocks go back, there's a massive uh, increase when we lose an hour of sleep in heart attacks. I think it's like a 20% increase. And then a 20% decrease when they go back. Ah. So you might as well just not change them. Just keep putting them back. <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> just have no hours, no days left. Um, and then I found one stat, but I couldn't find any studies for it, that th it's, only, it's only three to 5% of obesity could be caused due to a lack of sleep. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. What's my favourite fact? Uh, the longest uh, longest recorded flight of a chicken is three and a half seconds. Oh, right. I think you had the longest tapeworm in human history. Like, no, it's not that either. <laughs> as long as I've got four noses. Is that true? I think so. Mm. I you say enough <laughs> with enough conviction. My, my octopuses have two hearts. Uh, why not? And a beak. I knew the beak bit. I might be David Attenborough, am I? 80% of binges are caused by yes. low blood sugar. So a food psychologist once told me that. And it's very interesting because a lot of people will think that... Interesting chat line. <laughs> I remember once on a night out saying, saying my job and a girl said to me, Ooh, I'm trying to lose this. And I went about a 15 minute monologue and I saw her eyes glaze over. I was particularly drunk <laughs> and thought, ah, I've lost this one. And then I married her. <laughs> and that's why I've been single for 10 years. <laughs> Low blood sugar. So anything that's gonna make that worse is going to reduce your chances of fat loss. So it's not if your next door neighbor's a dickhead or your work colleague perhaps when you've had a tough day in work or any of the other triggers that people kind of attribute to binging that more often than not, 80% of the time in fact, it's from low blood sugar and anything that's going to make it harder to manage that, which poor sleep is going to contribute to, He's gonna make things a lot tougher. So that's why it's a, part, a big part of why it's so important. Yeah, and as Joe said, it's one of those things that you do have some control around. Some people sleep horrifically. I got three amazing gifts from my father. I say one, it's my impressive work ethic. <laughs> two, <laughs> the next two. Two, uh, he's, uh, my body is covered in fatty cysts. <laughs> I've got weird lumps everywhere. Cheers, Dad. He's at my house right now. And then three would be my ability to fall asleep within three to five seconds of saying good day. post coital <laughs> I was just about to say, Joe's experienced this. <laughs> when he thought I was taking the fist one time, I went on a, we went to bath. Oh, right, yeah. 
I, I took the big bed. Yeah, I slept <laughs> in the world's fucking smallest ever beds. <laughs> like sleeping inside a drawer. I just said, right, that's me. I'm up. Go like good night, and then immediately fell asleep. Joe just thought I was fucking mocking it. Playing hard to get. So I don't have a problem getting to sleep. Just at the moment, I have a problem staying asleep due to outside factors of um, children hitting me, headbutting me, scratching me <laughs> when I'm lying on him. Um, yes. Please tell me how this links to the podcast. Well, because now we're going to talk about um, <laughs> what things that you could do to help you get. I'm just opening a beer. Things that you could do to help you get to sleep. Drink less. That'd be a good one. Oi, oi. That's pretty good one to yeah. get straight into actually. Alcohol. One of the common ones that we see is people drinking to help them get to sleep and it is a massive false economy because you will not go into as much or any REM. Very little, it's really bad sleep that you'll get. So I often find if I've been out on the source and I've gone to bed at a horrifically late time, not so much anymore, then I'll sleep for like three hours and feel like I've slept really deeply. However, it's really shallow sleep and actually you're not particularly well rested. So you begin to build this vicious cycle where people use alcohol to help them sleep, but it doesn't help them sleep very well, and then they repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah, because they're tired again. Yeah, so that's alcohol. one way to reduce your, improve your sleep quality straight away would be to reduce your alcohol intake. Alcohol is a no-no. Um, one, people on very, very low carb diets can sometimes, but I'm talking very low carb, um, can struggle to sleep as well so eating some kind of carbohydrates before you go to bed that's not an apple pie yeah not four magnums no we're not talking about a carb cola <laughs> <laughs> i ate uh, a tray full of roast potatoes this sustained plan's not working <laughs> but eating some kind of carbs before you go to sleep is um a great way of helping you get to deep sleep a big one is to get off your phones laptops and tvs i always have to like not hold my tongue I'm not talking to anyone when I see stuff on Facebook where people are like I've been awake since four yeah. as a status like you just want to comment get off your yeah. fucking phone yeah. then that'll help because and the, the nerdy stuff behind it is the blue light of on your phones stimulates sunrise so your body begins to wake up so there is a few apps f.lux is one of them which changes the backlights to red which is meant to stimulate or um, mimic sunset so it's meant to have a different effect on your brain however just don't go on your phone quite so much have a bit of a break before you go to bed I believe half an hour is the, is the time I'm sure the longer the better yeah I imagine so use your phone less you don't need to go on so much messing with your circadian rhythm there's stuff like watching TV in, in bed and you know kind of trying to keep the bedroom <laughs> just for sleeping sacred um, yeah as opposed to kind of like stimulating your brain stimulating yourself before you go to sleep um, that's a good one too hot shower hot bath another one it's not just for babies do you know why uh, it brings down your body temperature correct so the water will cause your temperature to rise it's a you, fucking quiz and then you come out and then your temperature will drop which is why it's also good to sleep the window open because it means that you I think you sleep deeper when it's uh, when it's in a cool environment and relaxing too very nice yes some uh, I was going to say some Horlicks in there not Horlicks what am I thinking of what's the bath stuff that you put in when you saw Mm-hmm. Magnesium? No, magnesium is another one. So supplements, supplements. You got um, ZMA, zinc, magnesium. I don't know what the A is. I think it's zinc, magnesium oxide. Right, that might be chatting shite. Uh, will help you drop into a deep sleep and also possibly give you some fucking really bizarre dreams. Absolutely nuts dreams. Yeah, I've never had that with ZMA. No, Did Holly, you? Holly, uh, when I first started using it, 
I take um, zinc and magnesium before bed um, because, again, I don't know if we've mentioned this already. Eat protein, eat protein and veg. Got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that my sleep's going to be limited. Therefore, I'm going to make what sleep I have as good a quality as possible. That's the tactic I'm going for. So if I'm only going to get a limited amount of sleep, then I'm going to get the best sleep that I can possibly get. If I'm getting five or six hours, I want it to be the best five or six hours that I can possibly get. So that's why I kind of take the supplements and do what I can. That's a very big one there. So if you cannot control your sleep quantity, then you need to control your sleep quality. So even if you're only gonna sleep like James for a few hours a night, then why not optimize that? Why not make it the best three hours of sleep you can do? Because the other option is, you know, I said it's about doing the best you can, is you stand, stand there with your hands on your hips complaining that you're not sleeping very well. So you have two options, don't you? You can either do what you can to improve it or don't. Exactly it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like workouts, it's like your food. You know, if you're only getting a limited amount, then make that the best possible, make that the most efficient workout you can do if you've only got 20 minutes. Make it the most nutritious meal you can if you've only got 20 minutes. Yeah. Don't sleep for only 20 minutes. Absolutely. The, the supplement that I recommend to people is tryptophan. So I took that before and it used to make me feel like I'd be in a coma. I'd wake up about half five in the morning and feel like I'd slept for 12 hours and where I'd miss my alarm. Some of the reviews online will say you've got to gradually up your dose and I found that was the case with me as well. So you take like the top of a little finger amount, you take a really tiny like amount. Like a key? Yeah, almost <laughs> a key, yeah, you do your key. <laughs> off your, uh, off your what, what nail is it they use? Look, is like the, cro- the crux of your thumb, that's it. I don't know. Supposedly, I don't know, so, not a historian. Oh, I am. I don't do drugs. And so that works really well. So that is, tryptophan is an amino acid that's found in bananas. And it's meant and to turkey and it's milk, is it? I think that's one of the theories of why everyone falls asleep after their Christmas dinner. Oh, hot milk, because there's lots of <laughs> tryptophan in turkey. Right, there you go. But it's probably more likely you're stuffed. <laughs> Carry on stuffing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I believe that stems from oh, what's the the sleep hormone? Serotonin. It's a precursor to serotonin. That's the one. So, if you take serotonin, um, which is a happy sub- hormone subconsciously, then. It doesn't always work because you're meant to have, everyone's got their own kind of bioidentical versions of hormones. Whereas if you take tryptophan, it'll make your body release its own serotonin to be more effective at helping you sleep. So what do you mean by that, Joe? So it's a precursor. So when yeah, you no, no, so, yeah, yeah, so you can take, you know, if you just took straight serotonin, oh, it's yeah, like then, an outside. Yeah, so your body might not recognize that particular form of serotonin, so therefore it wouldn't necessarily work. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's, Tryptophan makes you release your own. Yeah, it's increasing the, your, your, your own amount so that it's, your body's going to be better at utilizing it. Possibly. Yes, perhaps. It's also known as 5HT. Yeah, 5HTP. TTP, or am I just getting confused with websites? Yeah, you're right there, 5HTP. Yeah, 5HTP, L-tryptophan. Yeah, I've used that before. Again, I really enjoy it, but I don't really have an issue with the sleep thing as such. I find ZMA works well, works well for me. Mm. I guess this is just, you know, if you sleep fine at the moment, then you don't necessarily need this stuff. If you do sleep like crap, then you probably need to do as much of this stuff as possible. Having a pre-bed routine is a really good one as well. So trying to incorporate these things to, to get some regularity to your nighttime routine can really help. One thing I've tried recently um, is being weighted when you sleep, like having two covers on top of you. you ever tried that? Well, that worked brilliantly for me the week. So having like a thicker duvet, so I had two oh, duvets. Come on, sit on your chest if you want. Mm, I'm alright, thanks. <laughs> Better my chest than my face. <laughs> and that can certainly help you sleep. And then another thing I've used is blackout blinds and eye masks. 
or even covering your ears as well. So I've used like sexy earplugs <laughs> or having a scarf. Two blankets and I'm earplugs. Trips to handcuffs. <laughs> Two keys of trips fell on my nose. So then you've got a scarf around your eyes and covering your ears, so it just kind of deadens you to the outside world, and that can really help sleep quality as well. Yeah, I think loads you, of stuff to do there, isn't there? If you watch any American horror films, whether the bedrooms at night, they never draw the curtains. No. So what about? I don't know. Any American fans out there? <laughs> Let us know if you draw your curtains. Um, and I think that's about it. There's lots there. Yeah, I think we've gone through the horrors of lack of sleep and then we've gone through some solutions that you can try but yeah I think it's an issue I don't think it is the issue it's going to be a holy trinity of kind of sleep or recovery we'll call it let's call it recovery recovery training are you yawning no <laughs> recovery training nutrition um, I think nutrition is going to be at the top top of the heap for me and they kind of training nutrition or recovery and nutrition I, oh, sorry fuck me Recovery and training are going to fall in underneath that, but I wish that you'd never ask. If you get <laughs> Merry Christmas. If you get a trifecta in there, then you're going to get some decent motherfucking results. Fences fall asleep right now. Show the camera. Another day hard at work. Another dotty podcast. <laughs> it's going to be a great one for the listeners. <laughs> Uh, Joe, uh, James is cradling Fenton for his nuts. Like a 30 kilo baby. Fenton's on stage. On stage, on show. Right, guys, thank you very much for listening as always. If you've got any questions, fire them across to myself or Josephine. Um, Let's try some reverse psychology. We'd like you to not leave a review. Don't really leave a review. Oh, you've managed to do that for the last fucking 59 episodes. Um, yeah, guys, thank you very much. Don't be afraid to get in contact with us, ask us questions. We're here to help. We want to help as many people as possible. Share the podcast, spread the love, leave a review. Uh, if not, we might throw a Fenton in the river. And it's cold.